Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about Perthes disease. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerodefinals.com slash perthes or in the orthopedic section of the Zero to Finals pediatrics book. So let's get straight into it. Perthes disease involves disruption of blood flow to the femoral head in the hip causing avascular necrosis of the bone. This affects the epiphysis of the femur, which is the bone distal to the growth plate, which is called the physis. The full name is leg calf perthes disease. It occurs in children aged 4 to 12 years, mostly between 5 and 8 years of age, and is more common in boys. It's described as idiopathic, meaning there's no clear cause or trigger for the avascular necrosis. One theory suggests that repeat mechanical stress to the epiphysis may disrupt the blood supply. Over time, there is revascularization or neovascularization and healing of the femoral head. There is remodeling of the bone as it heals. The main complication is a soft and deformed femoral head, leading to early hip osteoarthritis. This leads to an artificial total hip replacement in around 5% of patients. Let's talk about the presentation. Perthes disease presents with a slow onset of pain in the hip or groin, limp, restricted hip movements, and there may be referred pain to the knee. There should be no history of trauma to the joint. If the pain was triggered by minor trauma, think about the differential diagnosis of slipped upper femoral epiphysis, particularly in older children. So what investigations would you do? The initial investigation of choice in Perthes disease is an x-ray, however this can be normal. Other investigations that can be helpful in establishing the diagnosis are blood tests, which are typically normal, particularly inflammatory markers which are used to exclude other causes, a technetium bone scan, and an MRI scan. So how is it managed? The severity of Perthes disease varies between patients. Initial management in younger and less severe disease is conservative. The aim of management is to maintain a healthy position and alignment in the joint and reduce the risk of damage or deformity to the femoral head. This is achieved with bed rest, traction on the joint, crutches to support the joint, and analgesia. Physiotherapy is used to retain the range of motion in the muscles and the joints without putting extra stress on the bone. Regular x-rays are used to follow up the patient and assess healing of the bone. And surgery may be used in severe cases, older children or those where the bone is not healing. The aim of surgery is to improve the alignment and the function of the femoral head and the hip. So thanks for listening to this episode on Perthes disease. As always, a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast. If you get a chance, I'd be really grateful for a rating or a review of the podcast on whichever podcast app you use. And I hope you can subscribe as well so that you're informed about when new episodes come out. And I hope you tune in for the next episode where we'll talk about slipped upper femoral epiphysis.